0: Another edition of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast with Josh Tolley and Delta Durant into the final one of the year. Um, Wow. (laughs) Where did time go? Time flies. And what are we doing here? We have no idea when we started. And next thing you know, we got people all over the place. People want to work with us. And we're having fun. We learned a lot about Josh Tolley this year. So before I bring in Ricky and Josh, this episode is going to be A year in review a little bit about us, about baseball, about the future and moving forward and everything else that's going on. So the reason it's the last one of the year is because it's the holidays and everybody's got kids and we got things to do and nobody's listening to a podcast in the middle of December while you're trying to go Christmas shop or figure things out or figure out if Amazon's going to deliver. So today's December 7th um, and then we will be back in January. So we're going to take a few weeks off. Uh, But before we talk to the guys, just want to say thank you to everybody that follows the Let's Go Ricky Roll Instagram account and sends messages, interacts with us. Uh, Last week's reaction to "Hey, bring back the fantasy camp." One person even said, "Well, we don't need a team affiliation. Can we just go hang out with Josh and Ricky?" I'm like, "Hey, we could do it for the right price. For the right price. (laughs) For the right price, we could do that." How you doing, Rick? How you doing, Tully? Good, man.
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. Just we're just getting ready. We're gonna be in Canada next Friday. We're gonna freeze our asses off. We're hoping it snows. I'm sure people in, in I, I say it all the time. I'm sure, people in Canada hate that I say that because they they some people don't like the snow up there. Uh, but I hope it snows for the sake of our boys and sending them outside in the backyard. Uh, but looking forward to the holidays. Um, this would be probably the first. Christmas in a long, long time for me where I'll have no tamales on Christmas, dude. Come on.
0: You, know, you yeah. can take some with you, can't you?
1: I can. I can. But, you know,
0: I told my mom just to save me some. So Wait, you're home. telling me Cara can't make some tamales in Toronto?
1: Jeez, where are we going to find the ingredients, dude?
0: <laughs> hey, man, Mexicans go everywhere, right, Tully? They find a way. That's right. Cultura- <laughs> culturally
2: diverse is what that place is.
0: You can find some. <laughs> Wait, are there Mexicans in Toronto besides you? It to be. There there it is.
2: You Dude, I, they're
1: I, everywhere. I, exactly. I, I was pretty amazed one time Jose Molina, he's good friends with uh we seen in Yandel when they were big time at the time. And they took me to a concert there. He took a lot of a, a a few latin guys to a concert there. And um that was it was my rookie year, so I still didn't really know much that was going on like that was happening in that area but i was amazed by how many latinos were in toronto like that arena was packed and i was like whoa i didn't realize there was this many latin people that like freezing their asses <laughs> most of us most of mexican people come from from warm climates nah. and, but yeah i'm not saying it was all mexican but it was a lot of latino people everyone was like screaming at the top of their lungs what? singing at the top of the lungs Yeah, it was like I was like, "Damn, this is this is crazy." But um, yeah, I'm sure there's tamales, but I I think I walked into a Mexican restaurant once, and uh,
2: I don't know. Yeah, and uh, that was the last time. Yeah,
0: totally. You ever had a tamale? Yeah,
2: I've had a tamale.
0: I don't live under a rock. I don't know. Hey, hey, Midwest. I don't know, man. You never know. I'm diverse too. Oh, I thought you were in Venezuela, man. That's
1: right. Yeah. Great. He lived in Colorado. Colorado has
0: yeah. Oh, you lived in, do- yeah. in Denver? Oh, okay.
1: Denver. Yeah, I lived in Denver.
0: For oh, my sister lives in, in
2: Denver. Denver's a
0: good city, man. I like Melting
2: it, pot. Yeah, melting pot. Cool I like spot. Denver.
0: Good. Tully, what happens at Christmas at Tully House? Do you, like, dress no. up as Santa Claus?
2: No. Come on. No, I don't dress up as Santa Claus. I don't have the belly for it. I'm slowly <laughs> on a weight loss challenge right now. Trying to get down to 210. It's going to be a challenge, but I can do it. Um... The Christmas at the tollis I mean, we eat and drink and play cards and sled and get a bonfire going and do it all over again. That's Christmas Eve. Christmas Day, we wake up, do it all over again, open <laughs> gifts on Christmas Day, and take that into the New Year. So, from about Christmas, about the twenty-third of December until January
1: second, is just a non-stop party up at the tollis
0: uh, Tolleys, Rick, you don't dress up as Santa Claus, do you?
1: No nah I, I sebastian would be too smart to figure it out <laughs> yeah yeah my kids yeah my kids are they, yeah they they would they they would, they would instantly know it's me it, you know what it, it's pretty exciting though and i'm sure josh um would agree with this the the fact our our both our kids still believe in santa claus obviously sebastian understands it a little bit more but the whole like playing leaving uh, cookies or milk and cookies and carrots the night before and and waking up in the morning and when they see the stuff gone like how amazed they are by that it's it's, yeah. it's pretty cool you know it, that that part to me is is uh something that just it, it puts a smile on your face and just to see that they really really think that santa claus came by you know it's it's cool yeah it's wait uh... wait, wait 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 santa's not real
0: hey man <laughs> oh my gosh the views you and opinion of Ricky them. Romero are not oh, a <laughs> I have
2: ruined my holiday season. No, I love I I too Ricky. I love the magic behind it. I mean the freaking reindeer food out in the yard, the whole yeah. thing, and uh, we do a little advent calendar for the kids.
1: Yeah, we do too. And they
2: think they think that Santa comes in to drop it off and is yeah. always looking. It, it is it's hysterical, and I I I mean all three of mine. They they love they they still believe it. They love it. They they soak it up. I I do too, to be honest with you. Like yeah. it's fun watching the energy from them. Just uh I, believe in the magic.
1: I still have never done the elf on the shelf though. Don't I mean, do that. Don't not. do that.
2: We no, we don't do that either. Right? Okay. Dude, I yeah. I can't even keep track of my days. How you think I'm gonna remember <laughs> to move the damn
1: elf every day?
0: <laughs> uh? Elf on the shelf is like an Instagram thing, man. It's a social media yeah, thing. That's I all it like is. It's corny. It's a bit like just everyone
1: kind of. It, it was cool when you first side, but out everyone just tries to like do something from like,
0: imagine was, that rick in a mexican house elf on the shelf and your mom I mean, no, and somebody else broke into the house hell no we're doing this dog, <laughs> dude. And,
1: like toss it to the dog and be like here's oh, no yeah, and, and,
0: and, and enjoy the little kids because you know i'm getting my kids are older now so i like i think mattel's first two christmases i dressed up as santa claus i did that you know like took the pictures uh, you know, I have a picture that's classic that I can't post anymore because social media will get mad where I'm Santa Claus and I have a bottle of Jack Daniels and I'm feeding him. You know, like, that's you know, what you do with the one year old. Right. But, you know, social media will say, oh, bad father, you know, you just write a passage. Uh, but uh, yeah, who are they? Who are
2: they to judge? Yeah,
0: the other day I asked my daughter, she's 11 and, you know, she's 11. So she's really like 16 and she's sassy. And I'm like, oh, we got to get this for your cousins. We're going to go shop for them. She goes, can we just go to Amazon? And I'm like, damn. Like, you're that old now. Like, yeah. that that's who you are. That's you. amazing. That's amazing that you can do all your holiday
1: shopping off of one website. They have yeah. everything.
0: Yeah, it is. Everything. Oh, I actually just bought – oh, you know what? I forgot to bring it in. I actually just bought a, a Christmas sweater from the Clinton Lumberjacks. Uh It's uh, their Christmas sweater. It says Elotes because they were something. So it's a Elotes Baseball. So I got that. Oop, I'll post it on the Instagram later on. But that will be going on. So for me – during Christmas, I will be super busy because that's when sports reporters get busy. There's a lot of basketball coming on. Uh, I'll be doing a bunch of basketball games, high school games around here locally. Uh, next week, I'll be in San Antonio for a fight. And then I'm actually working the Alamo Bowl for ESPN Radio. Oh, awesome. uh, Oklahoma and Oregon will be there. I'm going to be working behind the scenes, but I'm like, hey, who doesn't want to spend a Wednesday in San Antonio? I mean, <laughs> come on now.
1: <laughs> Anthony the does. It's country, baby.
0: Yeah, Tex-Mex, baby. There we go. Uh, so that'll be... <laughs>
1: But um, – oh, no, no. Go ahead, Beto. No, ahead. that was it. That's,
0: so that's what's going to happen for me. So that's another reason why we're not doing the podcast because Ricky's in Canada, totally sledding uh, in the barn, and then I'm all over the place. A lot of Texas for me. So that's what's going on with us.
1: You know what uh, what, what, what else we're doing? I think Cara's getting the kids uh, skate lessons because she wants them to learn how to skate. Well, so we're going to be – They're Canadian. Uh, they have time. to. I know. Yeah. I don't even know how to skate. Do you
0: know how to skate, Josh?
2: Yeah, yeah. master skater. Like good, I can skate a little bit.
0: Wait, you've ne- Rick? You've never taken the kids skating in, in, in LA? LA? No, come on, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm no, not man. that good. No, my, man. my kids,
1: that, that, my too... kids skate. You'll love it. that. That the ain't are... <laughs> to me. That ain't that ain't real, dude. Like we took uh, uh, a few years ago. There was uh, the Jays have the the winter fest and we had a huge snowstorm huge snowstorm Sebastian wanted to go skate and right there obviously the the skate the 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 the, the skating rinks formed themselves cuz it's so damn cold and they he she Kara took him out skating and it's snowing she's got some cool pictures where it's like snowing and he's skating obviously he he had he needed help but it was it's pretty cool when you actually do it in real in real weather
0: real ice you know you know a lot of your neighbors kids are playing hockey, right? Yeah, man, I know. You I you, it, you might live by the beach, but you're like 5 minutes away from the Kings training facility and they have Look, like, my my little nephew, uh, Law the 4th is in Junior Kings. I'm like, "Tell my sister, like, why is your kid skating, bro?" Like, you don't you're what are you doing here, lady? Like, hey, uh, Sebastian finally agreed yesterday. We're
1: pumped on this. He we go to the we go play baseball at the park and one of his friends who was on his team last year, um, his dad coaches basketball. And, and uh, I was like, Hey, Thomas is uh, joining or he's playing basketball, dude. You should, you should play. And he goes, okay. So we didn't even ask any other questions. We just said, boom, sign him up. He's gone. There it is. Play basketball so bad. He's also a foot taller
0: than everybody, Rick. Exactly.
1: Exactly.
2: Ricky be careful what you wish for, because before you know it, you're not going to have any weekends. You're not going to have any evenings. Be careful how many sports you want your kid to play. <laughs> uh, that's I'm in the mix right now, boys. It is every single night, every weekend, three, four soccer games, two basketball games on Saturday. Do it again on Sunday. It is bananas, Wait, but it is fun.
0: Totally. Your kids play soccer and baseball at the same time?
2: Basketball and baseball practice on Sundays. Yep.
0: Whoa! Um,
2: yeah, and then we're, I mean we're cooking horse lessons the whole nine. It never ends at the tollies. Um But <laughs> skating, skating is easy. Uh, we have a pond. We have a pond that freezes, so we skate on the pond. So no, in the no. winter time, yeah, in the winter time we have a nice dock. We put a get a little, a little fire going on the dock. Bring some food down, make the food over the fire, and skate and play hockey.
0: So I I'm here typical L.A. I have to pay like twenty bucks to go to a rink to skate. Yeah. Around you go to your backyard. Well, not only that, not only that,
1: Bethel, you have to pay, and there's like a hundred people. Skiing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Everybody's, Everybody's crashing up. into each other. Yeah, the yeah. ice is chewed up. You can't even like. Okay, yeah. really oh. they're doing this at Dodger Stadium. They built a ring in center field, and you can go and have that experience of skating around uh in center field at Dodger Stadium. So that's that's how we do winter here, totally. You you go to your you're backyard. you're yeah, damn right. Take the four wheeler
2: right down the hill. <laughs> Lace them up and off we go, baby.
0: Tolly, you gotta send us videos of this so we can post on the Instagram. Like, huh? have your wife do this. Have you, um, yeah, lovely I'll Mrs. Tolly, have her have, send yeah, us right. videos so I can post yeah. it. I want to see videos of you going down the four wheel because I swear people don't believe us, Tolly. Like, they're like, he's not really doing this. Yes, he is. He has no service. He only talks to us on Tuesdays. Like, like that's <laughs> it. So we I mean, need a video of Tolly. So during the holidays. Send us videos, totally of you backyard hockey, ponding, whatever you guys call it, or sledding. As you saw, what Ricky was doing last week was sledding. He was at the beach sledding. That's <laughs> very- yeah, I saw that. I saw that. That was great. That was awesome. <laughs>
2: That's how him roughing hey, it. So, so real quick story, and then we can get into it. So yeah. last year we had forty four inches of snow in one in one dump. You couldn't you you couldn't even sled right because it was you just it was powder. You just went into the snow. Oh my god. So I took my tractor and I carved out all the way to the sledding hill and then I went down the sledding hill. So I almost built a like a luge almost. I that's, that's what it's called. So I pushed all the snow down to the basin of this of the sledding hill and I built a ramp. And everybody, we had all the friends come over with their kids and they brought big inner tubes and watching the kids eject off of this. I mean, we had injury after injury after injury. Let me, see, let me see if I can get you I, – i I'll ask Kevin. Let me see if I can get you some uh,
0: please. Some please. video
2: from last year of the kids doing that, and then that'll, like – we can set it up with, like, hey, maybe more to come this year. You built your
0: own person. tubing. Yeah. Like, we, ha- really, we have to drive to Big Bear to do that two hours yeah. away to go on an inner tube down. And mind you, we're in shorts. You have to drive to Big Bear, and it's, like, all of, like, a million people are there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know? no, we get a pick who in, comes
0: to our party. Areas, that's awesome. In
1: those, areas, in those areas up there, it's like normal, and it's like, yeah, they don't really, like It's like, oh, you yeah. guys are happy about this.
0: Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's uh, that, that's good. It's good to visit. Good to visit. Not need, no need to live in it. Good to visit. That's yeah. good. All right, so that's what's going on here. So we got uh, tubing tolly. Uh, Ricky in Canada freezing, and I'll be in Texas. Huh? So we got all kinds of stuff for you guys. So make sure you follow Instagram uh, during the holidays. I'll be posting more to interact with you guys, so that you guys know what's going on. Uh, final things uh, before we can go and recap the baseball. Video. Uh, make sure you guys go back and listen to the other episodes. We've had a lot of great guests. I was looking at the guests that we've had this year, and um, we we brought the podcast back. As uh, we picked it up, we included Tolly this year because tolly has been great and people love you, Tolly. I swear they're like, oh, what a great addition uh, having you here. We have a lot of fun with you, too. And when you're not here, you're missed because you, you just have that energy, that vibe. But I went back and looked, and it's like, damn, we started it in uh, right around uh, March. So there it is, March 30th. Uh, end of spring training and totally the Venezuela legend. That was episode That's 44. It. So go back and listen to that. We had opening day stories because I was doing a lot of the uh, stuff that we, for the future, what we're doing and the title opening day, ghost and haunted stories. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I forgot yeah, about yeah, that. Remember that. the Scranton hotel?
0: Scranton.
2: Yeah. I go listen. I I'm going I I'm actually going to go back and re-listen to a lot of them uh it's funny i i already forgot that conversation
0: yeah so this is our year in review of the podcast so if you're new to the podcast and you're listening right now you're like what are you guys talking about because we keep growing every single week i look at the analytics we get more and more downloads more listeners we appreciate you leaving the reviews and all that other stuff and then after we had the haunted hotel because you were going to a tournament in scranton and yeah we go and get joe musk must grow throws a no hitter comes on the podcast friend of the show no no joe no no Joe. And then uh Alan Trejo who makes his major league debut, a kid that who watched Ricky and he's now going to the camp helping us out. Pat Hankin told some great stories. Wow, uh, wow. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, one. one
1: of my favorite ones this year.
0: Yeah. That was league league episode 48. League. Yeah. Pat Hinkin, 1996 Cy Young winner. Great stories. Um and then remember when Billy Wardlow jumped in? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hey,
2: we, well we gave we gave his company the Hum Now a yeah. baseball uh, shout out yeah. and we yeah,
0: oh, yeah. Hum Now Yeah
2: yeah Holy Warlord Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, my oh my god
0: how great is that yeah man so Hum Now go and check them out uh yeah it was one of those just rare things it was we we're talking about minor leagues and then Ricky just sent him the link. All of a sudden this guy comes in and he's like in the minor league facility talking about what's going on. Really cool stories and uh yeah that was
1: this podcast though like we go from players players cy young winners hall of famer and tim reigns yep. who joined us and then we go to a clubby which, who's you know we can all agree that clubbies are the most important people yep. or oh, wow. some of the most important people in clubhouses and and they do it all and i i glad he i'm glad he brought his insight and i feel yep. like a lot of people enjoyed that episode
0: that was one of the most downloaded episodes too so that must have been where billy probably said it to every clubby in the major leagues hey look I'm here for us, guys. <laughs> and they probably said it to other guys, like, don't mess with us. You better tip us right, treat us right. That's right. Yeah. Damn right. Uh, Jesse
1: Chavez said it, said it best, man. He said it. He's like, those are the guys I hang out with sometimes. Like, yeah. those, hey, those know, are the guys Also, that was around May.
0: Ricky was really into training cards, and uh, he was oh, buying man. a lot of them. <laughs> but you're off of the
2: program now? You're off of the, what do they call that, the, break, the case breaks? Yeah, I know oh that what that lasted what 15 <laughs> days dude she
1: said i was just getting ready to start buying trading cards because of you 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 i mean i still have them i'm i still have i still have a few good ones but it's like how much is enough you know i'll wait for these yeah. and see how much they sell for and if they if they ever kind of pick up steam I but i kind of yeah i got into it for a little bit i forgot about that <laughs> it's
0: because he was, he was getting taxed bro he was getting taxed thanks jess yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> Troy Tulowitzky came on. What a hit! That was that was probably arguably.
2: Yeah. I mean, I like I like Pats. I mean, all of all of the shows. All of them been good. But I, I, guy, yeah, Troy too. Yeah, Troy was definitely up there too. But yeah. His, his but I, I I loved when Tulo came on, just guns ablazing at I me. Mean, that was probably that was one of my favorite moments on the podcast. That was
0: episode number fifty. So if you're new to the podcast, I'm gonna give you the number. That's number fifty. Go back and listen to Troy Tulowitzki, who's now coaching at the University of Texas, getting his degree, and he was there and just. Like I said, I knew him as a player, and I was like, damn, this guy's a red-ass. As a coach, he probably still is, but he had such a good personality without smiling. You could tell he was smiling on the inside.
2: <laughs> hey, I, I mean this. I mean this, and I know I said it on the podcast, yeah. and I probably said it the following week and the week before. This guy is one of the hardest guys to pin down to do something that like what we did yeah. with him. I mean, it, it truly is. I mean, and it was so awesome that he came on because nobody I, – I, I feel like we we kind of cornered the market, right? Like, we could call low back and he would want to do it again because I think he had a great time doing Oh yeah,
0: it. Without a doubt. Uh, after that,
1: and, and you mentioned, like, him being, like, hard-nosed and everything. That's why for a lot of us and, and fans of the game, it's it hard to see him go out the way he did because yeah. he could arguably have been – a hall of famer yeah all said and done for him he was on that pace and and and, and everyone expected so much out of him and it, it, that's why injuries suck man and and it sucks but he regardless he had a tremendous career
0: yeah and then uh then after there we had we started realizing that we don't necessarily need a guest every single week and if you're looking you're like the podcast keeps evolving you guys keep doing trying different things we just literally we have no plan we just throw it up against the wall see what sticks we're like we don't need a story Tolly and Ricky tell great stories. I mean, no guess. Tell stories, knuckleballs and batting practice stories. You two were talking about sh- power shagging or what? What do you guys call it? Uh, running around.
2: <clears throat> that's what pitchers call it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> position
2: players have no interest in doing
1: that. Oh, dude, that's how they do their work. Yeah. Position players get pissed. There's nothing worse than a pitcher getting in the way of an outfielder
0: getting worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and I, uh, in the show notes, I have right here. Totally learned not to make fun of the 1986 Red Sox. Yep, Bob
2: Stanley Steamer. <laughs> yep, yeah. that's great.
0: Uh, Fifty-three was Marco Estrada, former National Brewers, Blue Jays pitcher, real good dude. We telling some good stories. Yeah, that was um, a good one. June number episode fifty-four was clubhouse fights, and we got an intern. Remember Graham showed up. Graham. Wait, where's Graham?
2: I forgot
0: about Graham. Graham is back. He's dominating at the University of Oregon. He's doing Oregon Ducks TV and writing, covering the basketball team. Uh, He listens, but he's been super busy. He has class on Tuesday. So I'm like, oh, my bad. I'm sorry you're dominating over there. Great kid. Checks in with me all the time. So he'll be back. He actually wants to, right away, as soon as he he landed yesterday from Oregon, sends me a text, Beto, I'm here for the winner. What do you need help with? I'm like, so he's going to help me do some high school games. Uh, he's got the boxy about him. So Graham came in blazing right away like, oh, okay. His
1: That's awesome.
0: His fucking Ducks choked though, man. Oh. Well, that's Ducks don't, we have report- don't have to what- worry. They don't have a coach anymore.
1: That's what reporters yeah. love, baby.
0: That's right. <laughs> he love that, right? Crystal Miami. ball going to Miami, yeah. It's crazy how they have that first-round kid, too, that he's like, I'm out on the ball. Hayvon Thibodeau, yeah. Uh, Then we had Alex Sanabia, totally wasn't here, but he was talking about baseball, grinding, everything else. Uh, 53 was – I mean, 56 was All-Star Memories. Then we took a break uh, from July to August because, you know, we had golf. So we came back refreshed. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Also, Ricky was in Canada for a lot of July. Uh, Ricky started doing TV, you know, um, Blue Jays pre and post, looking good. Then our good friend Manny Mbreda made his Major League debut with the Orioles. That was episode 58. That was a good, inspiring story to hear that uh, from him. Manny's down in Culiacan right now. Uh, It's episode 59. This is a good one. It was the last week of the season, and Tully let us know what it's like to play on a shitty team on the last week of the season. (laughs) The show notes say, Tully takes us back to what it's like when teams are in the playoff hunt. And when they're done, <laughs> yeah,
2: that's a bad feeling. <laughs> uh,
0: episode sixty was a good one. we were in October. Playoff almost around the corner. Arash Madani uh, made his debut on the podcast. Good friend and is that, that team? showed up in a uh, in, in, in my ghillie <laughs> suit? <laughs> yeah, the ghillie suit. Just in, <laughs> yeah. you were in a ghillie suit and you didn't kill anything, right? Under a tree, kill nothing.
2: I didn't know. five hundred dollar uh, freaking tank sandwich is what that was. <laughs> you spend five hundred bucks, you don't even get the deer. It was terrible.
0: Yeah, uh, episode sixty-two. Logan Webb, uh Giants pitcher, real good guy. Another popular episode where Dodger fans were sending messages. I want to hate him, but damn, he's really nice. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. That was a good. Con- I didn't
2: know, for not knowing a lot of these guys. It was. It's awesome how the conversation just keeps yeah. going.
0: Uh, John Buck was episode 64. If you have a young catcher, listen to John Buck uh, in yeah. Utah. Good dude. Uh, figure that out. Episode 65, Jesse Chavez uh, and World Series champ. So we've had some hell of a guest this year. Kudos to us, man. You know, I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. I- that was a good year right there. That's a good yeah, year. Parker, job, there, man. Yeah. That was a good year. that, that And I
1: was going to say, and obviously adding Tully was – money for us it you know it just brings a different dynamic yeah um i just like for me it's cool and i said this from the beginning i I like hearing stories not only from the catching side but he was on the offensive side too and when you bring in that and myself who pitched it's just i I think the combination was meant for it to work the way it did and and i feel like this 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 can only grow for us uh i'm looking forward to next year and what brings yeah there's guys that that text me every once in a while and say hey i want to come on you know whenever whenever the right time comes and stuff like that so there's there's guys out there that definitely want to come on and i think the biggest thing is that we don't we don't bombard these guys with baseball questions it's more like we shoot the shit and i think it turns into just talking shop and i and i feel like that's the number one thing former baseball players like to do is just talk shop with with guys that are currently in the game or out of the game whatever it is it's when you sit around and you have beers after a game that's to me that's that's what you miss when when you're out of this game
0: yeah yeah
2: well i I say this guys first off and i i mean this in all sincerity it has been awesome to get into this i i love being behind the mic i love doing these shows um, so thank you for thank you for including me. This is just it, it's been been awesome. Um, the only way I suggest that the show could get better is if we were all just sitting on a couch together, <laughs> having beers, telling these stories, which I know is impossible.
0: Which uh, <coughs> hey, never
2: say never. Never I say know, never. No, hundred no, percent, no, it it's going to happen. Trust me when I say this, it will one hundred percent happen. We just got to get
1: the dates lined well, up right and. and and, and, and I, I think- I, I kid the, you not, you probably get too drunk, so. And I just remember, you. Know, I, I get what you're saying because when we did it, when we started this, Beto, when we started it, I don't yeah. know what, three years ago? Three years ago. It was like the whole thing. We, we went to Arizona and we didn't know what we were doing, what we were gonna get ourselves into. We had, obviously Josh was one of our, yeah. our first uh, yeah. guests at the time. And I think everyone genuinely enjoyed those episodes when they came over that house that we rented and we're cooking, we're grilling, we're eating and drinking beers. And, and just talking shop. And I think, you know, if you if you get, if you you guys have a chance, listen to that Josh Tolly episode. It was hilarious. He, yeah. he had his dying laughing. It's like 7, 8 p.m. at night, and these guys were just telling stories in front of a mic, and, and everyone – it was a free-for-all. It was so, yeah. so cool to do that. That was – <clears throat> just get your heads up. Yeah, it started. And then what it's evolved to now, and hopefully, like you said, yeah. Josh Ray, who – Actually, sit it was around what, two and- years ago, Rick. Yeah.
0: yeah. It was 2019 – uh, episode number six is Josh Tully, so go back and listen to that. And I was, Yeah, I was with
2: the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, you'll hear that our voices were completely different. We had no idea. <laughs> That's, right. That's the day that uh, Ace Ace came up to me
1: and said, Ricky Rose says what's up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anthony of Anaheim. Yeah.
0: yeah. <clears throat> Let me ask you this, and I'm just throwing ideas out there. Could we do a road trip to Florida for spring training? For a couple days,
2: probably. I, yeah. I mean, I I could. Rick, my schedule's my schedule's empty.
1: Possibly, yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it, AZ, AZ's is cool. It's easier for us, but for Josh, obviously, Florida would be cool too. Kind of it would take,
2: take me a fucking week to get out to
1: Arizona from my from my spot. <laughs> <laughs> take the sled <flood> down. <laughs> you mean Syracuse? Syracuse will make you have like three stops. <laughs> yeah, every every airport. Yeah. No, I was just there. thinking
0: Florida because you guys have Blue Jay connections, because I want to go talk to some of these Blue Jay legends at these uh Josh has connections with all 32 teams.
1: If he looks at that roster top to bottom, he knows somebody in that roster, whether it's <laughs> player or trainer or somebody in the coaching staff. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Well, well, hey,
0: you,
2: net, you network enough. I guess it works out.
0: Or yeah, <clears throat> or man of the people. I thought I was a man of the people. You're the man of the majors. Uh, but, yeah, that might be something that we do where we go. I, I say we plan a spring training trip maybe next year, you know, uh, a, a bigger picture kind of thing. Um, totally, if you have a house in Florida that you want to set up for us, perfect, appreciate it. Wait no, Florida's spread out for spring training, right? Yeah. yeah well, very. That's
2: why
1: Arizona's on. Okay, then we're going to Arizona. Arizona. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> forget it. Forget it. You know, well, all the Blue Jays so come uh, there.
1: Or you can go like play a spring training game ten minutes away, then either clear Clearwater or you can go all the way to like Lakeland. That's an hour and a half.
0: Oh no 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 no. Okay, no, we're going to we're going to Scottsdale. Forget it. Sorry, Tolly. Yeah, no, that's alright.
1: I mean, we could. Yeah, no, you're
2: right. It is easier out there.
0: Get the private jet. Let's go. Get the PJ. Yeah.
2: Send my guy out on it.
0: <laughs> all right so we might have to do the reunited tour in scott in phoenix for spring training maybe that'll be something that we put on the list and uh different ideas for what's going on all right, um as we wrap up the year in review totally let's start with you freaking world series champions did you expect that um no
2: i didn't i really didn't i my, my honestly my pick was the dodgers and i i i thought the dodgers were going to pull it off and um, as the Braves got hot down the stretch, you know, they, they had all the right pieces. We talked about the the manager, from the manager to the coaching staff to the players, everything just kind of fell in line for them. So I am um, I am happy for the Braves. I'm happy for Alex. I'm happy for that whole staff. I, I, as Ricky alluded to, I do know a few of the people over there. But um, Wait, who's Alex? Uh, Alex Anthopoulos. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. oh I, yeah. I thought a player. Yeah, he's, 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 he's done a good job and yeah. it's um so i i wish i i was a bit surprised but good for them
1: Rick. yeah i mean i was surprised too i think everyone was and um when you looked at look at that uh roster for the dodgers top to bottom it was as complete as it got and then they go out and get trey turner and max scherzer and you're like who's gonna be- beat this team and um i was i thought it was uh I thought it was it was a great it was a great playoff. So, I mean, I I like the underdogs. I like seeing stuff like that. And, you know, and and when you when you saw that matchup with the Dodgers and the Giants, that was fun, too. So playoff baseball is always good. And it just tells you that no matter how good your team is on paper in this game, it really doesn't matter. In other sports, maybe but on baseball, anybody can be beat in uh, any given day. And I think uh, I did a KTLA show before the season started and i remember i picked the dodgers and the yankees to go to the world series so i was way off you <laughs> <in
0: that. laughs> they were on it for a
1: while they were on the road yeah but i thought it was did you hear what max scherzer said um uh jt about him his uh the, the dodgers cutting down his workload and that's why he probably got tight I, I thought that was pretty interesting for him to say and it's crazy though and i and i say this to guys out there they're like well, what does he mean like buddies that i golf with and i'm like i was like you don't understand like these guys that are like like there's the big leaguers and there's, there's obviously the hall of famers and the way they're wired they have to stick to routine and and i and i got to play with one of them in roy halliday like he was pitching on every fifth day he knew what he had to do to get ready every fifth yeah. day and if yeah. you fucked that up for him he yeah. was not happy and it's it's the same thing for max like keep me on my routine let me go out and pitch let me go out and do my thing and don't worry about pitch count. Don't worry about saving me for the playoffs. Don't worry about saving bullets. I know what I have to do. And I thought it was pretty interesting what he had to say there.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's, I think it's less of the, it was, he called it, what is it, arm fatigue or dead arm?
1: Yeah, yeah. Right? dead arm.
2: I, I think it was less <clears throat> than that, than than him mentally being off his routine. Because, I mean, Rick, you can speak to this. I mean, we've played with a 1,000 pitchers who there's guys on off days that will go in just to play catch because they have to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, all the position players bust on them a little bit, but it is true. When The moment you throw a little curveball, once they can kind of handle it, but multiple times, it adds up and it starts messing with you. So I don't – the conversation didn't the the article didn't surprise me one bit, but um, I uh, maybe somebody will learn from that. I don't know, or they won't. Yeah, who
1: knows? I mean, I mean, it's it's true. It, it's true. Like I said, I played with with Doc Halliday, and if his art, you know, we would all get pushed back in order for him to stay on five days. Right. That's how that's how much of a he was just a different breed, and and. And yeah. you're right. I mean, there's those days where you come in and you have to play catch. If I if I was starting and the day before we had a day off, I couldn't just mentally. I just had to go in and play catch and say, okay, yeah. I, I I prepared, I got ready, and and um, and I mean, we saw a little bit of it, right? It, it, we, with the Dodgers, it bit them in the ass a little bit with with Julio and him getting thrown off his routine yeah. and stuff like that, and and you kind of saw the, the how how much it. I feel like it affected them.
2: Well, the, to the Julio conversation, we, we brought that up on the podcast
1: mm-hmm.
2: about jockey. Kid wins 20 games, now you throw him in the bullpen, now you start him, now you're going to use him as a well, – what they used him um, number two after an opener. Like, you start screwing with guys' routines. I If we could find that podcast, that would be a good one to listen to because that's kind of what we're talking about, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. It's true. And, and, <clears throat> and uh, I don't think Max was making excuses. Uh, the guy's a winner um the guy is like i said he's a different beast he's gonna be a hall of famer and i feel like you don't you don't mess with guys like that um you just let him let him be and and obviously fans are gonna say what they want to say about him and probably be mad that he didn't sign back with the dodgers but godly he's he got paid
0: <laughs> yeah he did yeah he did. it's <laughs> interesting how things are going and i mean Like, there's a lockout going on right now. We don't know what's going on with baseball. We're not going to get into that, but just more of what happened in the season. And it seemed like it's kind of turning a little bit more, guys, where guys are, certain teams are getting away from too much analytics and they're kind of bringing it back a little bit more. Yet it's constantly evolving. Like, it it looks, it's frustrating because you don't know what you're looking at at times. You feel me?
2: Yeah. No, I I think everybody tried to steal the Astros model, right? The Astros get caught cheating. It, everybody was starting to climb up to par with the Astros. Once all that scandal stuff came out, people started pulling back a little bit. And I think that was I think that was the pivotal moment where it was like slowly backpedaling, I guess, because it's never going to be completely gone and be back to the complete old school way, but I think what it allows It allowed them to see is like, no, we need true baseball people to, to be able to manage those things. And I mean, not that Houston didn't because some of the guys that got in trouble were real baseball people and I'm friendly with a couple of them and it's just... I, but I, I think when when those guys start getting in the way the analytical guys I think that's that's what happened in my opinion and and now we're, we're gonna see a little bit of a downturn and the, the game always pendulums no matter no matter how you cut the cloth the game just constantly swings back and forth so we'll see we'll see if it continues down this road it,
1: it, uh, <clears throat> I, I, yeah i I'm curious to see how what what the future holds for it too um obviously the game of baseball as you as you know Josh it, it just it almost seems like every year they keep adding a new rule or something something that just doesn't make sense and oh let's speed the game up let's do this let's do that let's you know let's cut down on relievers let's cut down on mound visits but what these the people that are making these decisions they don't, really don't understand how important some of these like mound visits are for for young pitchers for veteran pitchers whatever sometimes it's like you guys as catchers know how to control the game and how to like slow it down you see you see Yadier Molina do it the best and right. the fact that you're limited in that sense it's like that to me the if you're a true baseball fan you enjoy that part of it and you're like whoa like i see what he's doing there whereas somebody that just doesn't really like is bitching about it is like saying oh like this is so boring what is he uh-huh. doing but it, a lot of that stuff is done strategically and and, and obviously not everyone understands
2: yeah yeah I I actually did a thing I did a a podcast with a guy who was actually in fantasy camp and he we were doing the I don't know whatever you call it rapid fire questions and he said clock or no clock and one of the biggest things that I always try to go back to is there's never the this is the only sport that doesn't have a time limit on it really the horn doesn't sound and the game's over and that's what I think the beauty of the game is. And, and as Rick alluded to, you have to appreciate the inner workings of the game to know. And a lot of the kids don't even understand. They don't understand that piece of it. That's why it's boring. Now you take guys like my father and that that age group of people, they get it. They get right. it. And that's why they are more apt to watch it. And now the analytical people are shifting it so far that they don't want to watch it. So it's it's, it's crazy.
1: To me, it's crazy how, as a fan, it can look super slow. But I tell you what, man, that shit is going fast. (laughs) When you're on that mound, sixty feet, six inches, it is. If you let it, if you let the game speed up, it's crazy how fast it can go. Yeah, and and that's what people don't realize. It's like people think it's like, oh man, like three and a half hours, but. Tell you what, sometimes it's three and a half hours of straight grinding a win. And and yeah. that for us, it's 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 the beauty of it. That's yeah. what that's what it's all about. It's grinding those wins and 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 making it happen by the by by doing the little things, you know?
0: Yeah, it's so much fun to talk about it and listen to you guys talk. And it's we're not sounding like the old man, like, oh, back in my day of the clock. Because we're also the kings of giving people their flowers and their praise. Because we will talk about these youngsters that come up over and over and over and just wow about them. And the youngsters this year, I mean, what Vladdy Guerrero Jr. did, my goodness, what some of these younger players, like I love what the young guys are doing and with the flair and all that other stuff, I'm all about it. I'm all about the show. But when you look at the young guys in the game right now, they get it, don't they totally? Like about how to actually perform.
2: Yeah, they do. They're bigger, stronger, faster than I think. Uh, well, hell, I ever was. But uh, the the young core of young players coming into the into the game right now are fun to watch. And yes, they have the flair. I'm the same way, Beto. Like, you don't like it, strike the guy out. I learned that in Venezuela. Learn it the hard way, right? That's just that's the excitement of the game. And I tell you, Vladdy, what? Listen, I, I'm probably gonna ruffle feathers here. Please do. I, I still think Vladdy should have won the MVP. I really do. <laughs> I'll just leave that. I'll leave that note. Yeah. We'll leave it there, and, and we'll let everybody who's ever listening write in and tell me how horse shit that comment was, but that's all right. No, nah, there's
0: a couple of people that believe it, dude. Hey, I mean. you would be the MVP yeah. on a shitty team.
1: I I just still, like, to me, I'm just like, okay, it's awesome what Shohei did, but if he does it again next year you better give it to him again next year no doubt just pitch and hit
2: and and, and compete like he was good i mean i'm not i listen i'm not taking away the year that the guy had all i'm saying is their argument was nobody's ever done that before except for babe ruth and it's like yeah but you're missing the point he he was so important to that team that they were fucking in last place
0: Like I told you, I paid to go watch him uh, pitch, and I got the tickets ten minutes before the game. It's like yeah. no problem. Pulled, I pulled on in, had great parking, whatever. Saw him pitch. As soon as he was taken out of pitching, I'm gone. I was home by the mm-hmm. eighth. No problem. MVP. Uh, Love what it's great phenomenon, but I was like, damn, Vladdy, yeah, I
1: mean, so I, I see what Josh is saying. And, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 this is dissecting the game a little bit more. I'm um, probably the average fan. I, I see what he's saying, and, and the whole like it hasn't been done before. Well, now that it's been done, what what ha- what standard had you set? Like, how, does he win it again? My argument is, does he win it again if he puts up these exact same numbers? Because again. clearly, Vladdy was Vladdy's numbers were crazy, and those numbers weren't good enough to win an MVP. So, I'm just right. wondering what it like he he does the exact same thing next year you better give him the mvp because you just set the standard that if if it's done again you got to give it to him yeah well
0: mvp this year josh told what,
1: what? and you know what i just hated how on social media and this is writers how they were like oh the 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 mvp was won in in july and it's like fuck you dude.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah let them know right because that is exactly right <laughs> There's fucking – you play 162 games in that season. Get it, Get him. Get him. Right? Get yeah. him. like this get is a long ass season. This is a long get ass grind. Dude, there's guys that go like this. Peaks and yep. valleys. Like I
1: get him. I'm with you, Rick. I'm I mean, with you. To me, for, it's it's ignorant to say shit like that. You know, it's and ignorant. it's a slap on yeah. the face of the guys that are out there grinding and 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 and, and doing and putting up good numbers like Brady did and and even Marcus Simeon, um, yeah. And, right. and when you're saying like, "Oh, the MVP was a wrap in July," it's like, come on. Yeah. Like, this is why I feel like sometimes these writers having these votes like feel like they have more power than they than they, they, they think they have all the power and they have all the say. And it's like let's let's, let's find a, a common denom- yeah. de- denominator here and let's yeah. find the balance
0: of like. What I like this year is that Ricky started using his Twitter and engaging people. Uh, Ricky underscore row two forward. He started really getting after people like, okay, let's have the conversation with, with fans during games. And I'm like, like, i like, I text them. I'm like, Oh, you're on. You have time today. Okay, good, good, good. Because you would give the perspective of it. And a lot of players, when they tweet, and I'm not saying any names, I'm just saying in general, well, well, I played. Well, stop it with the, I played. Yeah, we get it. You're a freak. You're a phenomenon. You're the 1%. Explain to me why, and that's yeah. where you guys have done really good this job this season with the, the podcast of explaining what goes on, what goes behind, and like telling people like you just said it, Rick right now. We as fans are like, damn, this game's boring, it's slow. And in the dugout, you're like, holy fuck, it's flying a mile a thousand miles at your head, right? Yeah. I never thought about it that way. I never yeah.
1: thought about it that way. Yeah, I mean, you they zoom in on a pitcher's face after like a, you know, four or five straight balls, and it's like you you we say it all the time we're like dude, dude those those wheels are spinning right now i can just imagine what his brain is going through you know and and it's yeah it's crazy it's 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 like i said it's there's the beauty of it is there's no there's no shot clock there's no like end wow. game like it's just you go out and you play and i know you enjoyed you enjoyed the extra inning stuff
0: beto at you know and I, and i had my argument for it yeah
1: but you know, whatever. It, no, no.
0: Okay, to, to my point. Extra innings in the playoffs. Get rid of it. Go back to traditional, real baseball. That's it. In July, when you're playing Kansas City and it's a getaway day, fuck it. Put the guy on second and third. Let's get the hell out of here. Fuck this. Fucking call man. it a
2: tie. Let's them. go. I have no nice
0: problem day. with it because, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: man, I because I've worked so many damn Angel games where it was extra innings on a Wednesday afternoon getaway, and it's like. Fuck. Next, thing you know, it's seven o'clock. Well, it's we had, um,
1: who's the writer we had where he's like, Yeah, I've had a lot of stories where in the ninth inning,
0: oh, Pedro Mora,
1: yeah, Pedro, yeah, he's <laughs> like, I've had everything written out, these guys have everything written out, and then the, the leak comes, <laughs> like, I have to yeah. erase
0: everything and restart yeah. all over, yeah, that's what it is. So a little, yeah, a little, but a in the playoffs, though, regular, traditional, I don't need, I don't want. Uh, anyway, another story, another day. But in July, fuck it. Put that runner on third. I don't care. Fuck this. <laughs> Get out of here. tolly has got to go to sleep, bro. Yeah, no, I
2: don't sleep. I don't
0: sleep. Yeah. All um, right, Tolly. what are you getting for Christmas? A tractor? Uh, oh, listen to this. So, oh, fuck. Uh, so
2: uh, the FedEx guy backs into my driveway the other day, and he, he, he scans a package, gives it to me, and he said, hey, I got one more on here for you. Now, there was this massive ice maker. Like that made a little nugget ice ice cubes, and I as a joke I said, "Well, if you can't find it, I'll just take the ice maker." He goes, "Oh shit, that's yours. That was my Christmas gift." <gasps> my what? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't supposed to see it,
0: so I brought it in. I said, "Hey, what
2: is this?" Oh my god, that's your Christmas gift.
0: How great? <laughs> How great is that? You are in your thirties that you're getting an ice maker for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta well the- right now,
2: hey guys, right now I use the ice tray still. We don't have one that you put under your thing.
0: Domesticated totally. Yeah. You're a long <laughs> way from the
1: <laughs> I don't even know what to get, man. Carl's always like, What what do I get you? What do I get you? I just I I, I seriously don't don't know.
0: More golf no, lessons. lessons.
1: Yeah, but I just I, I want to think outside of the box, but I just she never can I. Never can. Like, well, I'm
0: like, what Carla can get you a week in Arizona to do a podcast <laughs> with golf? With golf, yeah, yeah. there it is. To buy the golf in
1: Arizona and spring training, like, triples in price. Not
2: if you know somebody.
1: Okay. Oh. oh.
0: <laughs> oh, there it is and that's how we wrap up the 2021 let's go ricky roll with josh toley podcast uh thanks to everybody who listened and supported all season long all year long uh like i said big announcements coming in january uh some stuff that's going to really make the podcast better and more interactive with you the listener the fan and everybody that's watching us from the uk to, there's a guy in Chile who listened a couple of times. I think he was just there on business, but he sent a message. Uh, I do know we have a, uh, one of our listeners, his parents live in Nicaragua. Uh, so we have people down in Venezuela because of King Tolly. So they're all over the place. And, of course, our fans in Toronto here in East L.A. So continue to grow. And Tolly, we did make the announcement. I actually said it on TV. The inaugural Ricky Romero East L.A. All-Star Baseball game for high school kids. June 3rd and 4th weekend. So Tolly is going to be coming out. Um, we don't know how, but we're going to get him out here. And if we can have Tolly coaching third base for a bunch of Mexican kids, that'd be fantastic right there. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I'll be speaking Spanish and everything. Well, I'll be dialed in
0: <laughs> June 3rd or 4th.
2: I'll be there. Book
0: it. All okay. right. Uh, Merry Christmas, happy holidays to whatever you may celebrate. Ricky totally appreciate you guys so much. This is a lot of fun. We'll continue to do it. And like I said, we'll be back the first week of January. Uh, until then, go back and listen to past episodes, especially episode six—the the first time we ever met Josh Tolley, where the first time I met him when he was asking Ace to get us carne asada during the podcast. So then... <laughs> All right, fellows, oh, we'll have a good holiday. Same to you guys. See ya.